forever. This episode of The Need to Fail is brought to you by wine glasses. I love wine, and I love pouring my wine into the super thin glass chalice that is meant to be its final home. I stick my big fucking nose in there and sniff out the sweet aromas of bumbleberry and huckle sauce. I tip the glass and see that the color is raw flesh, swirl it around like the tilt-a-world I shit my pants on in seventh grade, and I sip it like a baby chick from a rain puddle. And then, mmm, wine. Then, oops, glass slips out of my hand, breaks in the sink every goddamn time I try to wash it. Wine glasses, sniff, sip, shatter. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Need to Fail. My name's Don Finelli. I run this thing. For only a couple more episodes. We're down to our final three. Uh, now, I couldn't get a hold of Matt McGorry. He was one of the original uh, six folks that I interviewed back in 2013. Uh, I reached out a couple times. No dice. All is good. He's an amazing dude. He's in the trenches of activism right now. He's trying to change the world. I'll let it slide. But we still have three episodes left. So this is what I did. We have the wonderful Abby Jacobson today. Uh, next week, we will have my first podcast interviewee ever, the Lauren Lapkus. And to close it out, to really make this thing full circle, uh, we're going to have my first ever interview for the Need to Fail, which was on my Need to Fail Tumblr. Remember Tumblr? So this is going to be uh, technically my third time interviewing my Jersey brother, Chris Gethard. Okay. So we're closing it out with Abby, Lauren, and Geth, three of my favorite people. And then uh, see you later, baseball. Now I'm going to quickly address a question uh, that I've been uh, getting asked by enough folks that I figured I should address it here. People were asking me, what about you, Don? You need to be interviewed for your podcast. Uh, and to that, I say, no, I don't know. I'm flattered. Uh, but uh, I think I revealed enough along the way. But also, yeah, maybe one day it'll be cool to be on the other side of this. Uh, but for now, as I've learned over the years interviewing people, time and perspective are quite important for self-reflection and analyzation. So, you know, and specifically as it pertains to success and failure, because, you know, it's just easier to have perspective on a situation when you have some distance from it. So that's where I'm at right now. If I were to do my own podcast, uh, you know, be on the other side of this, at least I need at least some distance uh, from it, uh, if that makes sense. And I think I'll slowly share my thoughts on what this experience has meant to me over these last couple episodes and, and what I've learned, as I just did now. One of the big takeaways uh, after interviewing a bunch of folks is time and perspective are your friends for figuring out if failure even exists in the grand scheme of things. Uh, think about that for a sec, okay? Have you? Great, let's get to the show. Seven years ago, I interviewed my bud, Abby Jacobson. Broad City wasn't even out yet. They had just filmed it. So we had the whole run of Broad City to cover, as well as other fantastic projects that Abby has uh, helmed. Uh, one of them uh, being the writer and star in the new adaption of A League of Their Own. So we recorded this back at the end of April. Okay, this is one of my first interviews I did in quarantine. And last week, we just heard that A League of Their Own was picked up for a series at Amazon. So she didn't even know at that point when she when she was when we were talking to each other. I think she had just finished editing the goddamn pilot. So congrats to Abby. Congrats to the rest of the cast and crew on the series order. I read the pilot. It is awesome. I am very excited to see it. I actually had a callback for a little small role in the pilot. I didn't get it. Uh, but Abby was kind enough to just flat out tell me 
uh, why, which was they needed someone older and, and meaner looking. I'll take it. I'll take it. We did have this awesome moment before the callback uh, where she kind of came out of the room and we were just kind of like standing in the building on the Paramount lot, just kind of looking around being like, yes, this is, uh, <laughs> this is pretty fucking cool that we're here uh, because uh, Abby and I used to slum it together in New York. Quick fun story. We're on an indie team called Naptime Inc. Uh, we had this like Saturday afternoon show at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. It was just me, Abby, and our buddy Rob Stern representing our team. And then the rest of the people were at the show. The host, his girlfriend, and one stand-up. That's it. Six of us. The whole show. So the stand-up goes on first, comes off, walks right out. Fuck us, right? Of course. So Abby, Rob, and I, obviously up next, and we performed for the host and his girlfriend, and it still goes down as one of my favorite shows I've ever been a part of. Uh, we had just so much goddamn fun. We just went balls to the wall. I just I felt like we were performing for like 500 people. We were just locked in. We were not self-conscious. We were not doing the ironic detachment thing. I just remember walking off stage. I just felt like I was floating on air. Uh, it was such a fun fucking show for two people. Abby's just, uh, she's one of the best. Uh, we lived around the block from each other back in Brooklyn Heights a couple years ago. She always made time to grab a coffee, meet up, and we just go deep about life and art and all that stuff. Uh, she's insanely generous. Uh, she and Alana flew me back for the final season of Broad City uh, when I was living in LA to reprise my role as business Guido for the third time. Deep, deep cut storyline there. They did not have to do that. Uh, it was insanely kind to them, uh, but that's who Abby is. Insanely talented, thoughtful, a true artist, uh, a voiceover extraordinaire as well. Disenchantment and Bojack Horseman on Netflix, Bob's Burgers, Lego Ninja movie, and the upcoming Sony animated film Connected. Uh, we cover Broad City, a league of their own, her book. I might regret this. Uh, and nah, enough of my yapping. Let's get to it, okay? Here she is, the amazing Abby Jacobson. Do you know when I put out your episode? What year? I mean, I, I feel like it was like 2013. Yeah. Because you know why? Because I remember, like, I remember where what apartment I was in. Uh huh. Yeah, that's how I do it. Or something. <laughs> it's like, where was I living? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we recorded in like where, like, you recorded it in like a room, almost <laughs> like a champions. Yes, yeah. I found this like recording studio. <laughs> One of my uh, Harold teams had like practice in one time and I was like, oh, this is a sound studio. Like maybe I can rent this out. So I would rent out the studio for like an hour or two. We dropped this, your episode, I think it was May 10th, 2013. So almost seven years ago to, for when we're talking right now. This I episode would love won't drop to for a listen bit. to that. I, it's, like, what we, 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 sound, we sound so about? young. We, I mean, we were, that was seven years ago. I don't think like, but Broad what? City hadn't even really taken off by then. Like you, no, got, no, you were we, just doing the pilot. We, and air, we aired it in, I mean, I think it aired in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But you had shot the pilot already. We shot the pilot. Yeah. That's insane. I think we were so like, like about to write the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also, it's like bizarre. That was like ages and age, ages ago and then not that long ago, but. But yeah, in the grand is, scheme of things, it's yeah. just like a couple years. Like seven years is long, but it's like, like think of how much happened in that time. Do you know so what I mean? Mu- uh, yeah, I know. 
It's that's fucking crazy. You did a Vanity <laughs> Fair interview. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like from from when you talk to me, like even that six is, years is later, you're so talking Vanity hilarious Fair. <laughs> that like that ever happened. Any of it? What do you, any of that what stuff, do you make like, of what? all this shit? Because you're such a good. Man, you're such like an artist. Like that's how I always viewed you. Like you, you, you have shit to like. You always have like stuff to get out. You want to get stuff out, whether it's through fine art or through this stuff. And it's just so funny. Did you ever dream of this stuff? Because it's you got the thing, man. Like that we were all hustling to do. I know. Where the I fuck mean, are I you at right now? <laughs> it's so. It's really bizarre, and like I. I mean, the thing that's weird to me is that, like, I oh, I think, like, coming up at UCB, like, yeah, like, we all, I couldn't have even, like, imagined th- exactly what happened. I mean, right. for a while, it was like, yeah, let me, I want to just get in a commercial. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have, like, I want, like, this, th- like, I definitely just wanted to be, making comedy and getting to write comedy and, and perform it. Yeah. And I honestly, and maybe this is just, this is still how I, you know, I think I've developed more confidence maybe than I had then. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, we were on an improv team for a while, you know that I, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, there's confidence, but then there's really not. I think I may be like the last one, of, not the last, but like, I don't think I was like, Oh, I'm the one that's going to get, like, right. I'm not going to be on a show. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I was always or and I didn't feel like people thought that about me either. Like, I don't yeah. think necessarily that people were like, oh, Abby and Alana will go and like do a show. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I think that's like, un, I don't know if it's unfortunate or good that that's still <laughs> like my mentality <laughs> where I, I'm just like, I don't know either. I think for a while it was like keeping my head down and like doing the like the show and whatever happened yeah. happened and you're a workaholic too like i remember like you you like to work on shit and you like to really kind of get to it yeah not, not a lot I, of distractions i am i think like the the older i get the more i'm realizing like oh that that's maybe like an imbalance yeah <laughs> maybe i'm doing that yeah. to like you know distract myself from like the other parts of my life i'm not like thrilled about but Right. Um, but then all of that, like I've found, I think throughout these seven years, I've found like, <laughs> oh, all the stuff that I kind of struggle with and the on the other side is like the best stuff for the comedy and the work. So right. it, even one feeds the other, even if I'm like feeling shitty about some aspect, which like. That I guess that is a thing where like, oh, I thought maybe when I was successful, I would not have that, which I think people yeah. feel. They're like, oh, I'll right. get, I was like, oh, I'll get the show and I'll like feel like more secure about myself and all this. And I'm, I don't think that that's true. Um, yeah. And, and then yeah. from someone else listening, go, they go, their first instinct listening to that has to be like, you're fuck how, how? Like you got the thing, you know what I mean? Like they don't understand the process of going through it. And I'm guessing it's the process, at least what I've talked to a lot of people, the process of doing anything is the joy, the result of it. And like the, the admiration and everything that goes along with it is probably pretty fucking cool. You have some perks that go along with all that stuff. 
But for any, I think, good artist, right? Anybody that wants to like, create something, it's the actual creation of the fucking thing that yeah. really brings us the joy. And so when someone goes like, well, how can you not be, say, satisfied or even more confident? It's like, well, one, you're fucking human. Yeah, like. there's like so, there's a real big human element to it. And also, I think a lot of people that are doing this, like, just don't have conversations like this where they're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, right. And I, they're de- I will say, like, my the confidence in my, like, ability to write a script and to especially in the comedy world. Right. I it's like not I can't compare myself to then because or even like comedically like I I'm like I know how to like go into a scene and I can like I can figure out like what I what at least in my opinion is funny whereas and I think I can like execute it but there's still like a level of doubt I think if there isn't like that's something's off right I don't know well, then you're kind of like a megalomaniac in a way where you're some people. This is the other thing. It's it's we're trying to like box ourselves into all these different things. And it's like some people do well in that. But like something's got to suffer. Right. Like if you're completely not maybe feeling like for you, maybe that insecurity is your checkpoint. Like you're, it's it's like a check for you. It's a guide in a way. Right. There's like the negative and positive of everything. Yes. But like someone that's just like no checks, like, and they make their masterpiece say like, maybe they're not fun to be around or maybe they're so focused on that. They don't have love in their life or I don't know. Everyone's so fucking different, but yeah, it's, we, we, we kind of hate ourselves sometimes because of our faults, but sometimes they're there to guide us in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's like, it is every single person's different. And, but I think the majority of us think that when we find that success, yeah, I mean, I, I sound like a fucking cliche, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, that's not the, I don't think that that's ever like the, you're, that's never going to fulfill everything. I feel, I, I just had this thought of like, I feel like we would be having this conversation in Brooklyn Heights at like a cafe. Yep. <laughs> <If we're> just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have you having this movie talking about the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> How do you balance all that shit? Or is it just like a nonstop onslaught? Did you get like a system down eventually of like how to balance like the writing, acting, producing thing? Was there like a lot of stumbling blocks through that shit? Cause that, those are three different hats. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it definitely was, it was like, like going to like grad school kind of. Yeah, right. And we were all, you know, thrown in like the first season it was us, Paul and Lucia and Chris Kelly, uh Tammy yeah. Sager and and Naomi Ekpergam was the writer's assistant. And right. like none right. of us except Tammy had really even written for TV. Like yeah, Chris right. was on SNL, like it was like yeah. what? But that's kind of yeah. why it like it was never like formulaic television. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and we have like, we had like a really good team, like, you know, Jax, who was the production company, like had an infrastructure yep. and like, so like a lot of the nuts and bolts were like the crew, they had so many people that like were ready for us to meet and pick and like all this stuff. And, um, I think for our show, which is a, a lot, like a lot of cable shows and especially shows where 
the writers are in it. You know, it, yeah. it's all written first. So it's sort yeah. of like all writing and like production prep is done like before. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, when we're shooting, you're still like prepping the next like block of three episodes. But it's yeah. it's definitely a lot. But we had like a really great team of people yeah, right. who all yeah. like. You're not doing it all yourself. and No, we had like a great stuff, but- like um, post producer who's right. like organizing right. that schedule and like. It's it is also like a crazy shit show. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a while I will never forget this. Alana and I, every once in a while, <laughs> such idiots. Uh, we would be like, okay, so how long does it all right? So like how long does the season take us? And we would we'd be sitting in person and we'd be like, okay, January. I'm like counting my fingers, January. Yeah. And then we'd be like and we like lose count. Like there was like no and I was like, it's just back. Like for the first couple of years, it was truly like we would e- finish editing yeah. on like a Friday and start writing on the Monday. Insane. Which is also like I'm saying that like it's a crazy shit show. And like it was also my fucking dream come true. Like of it was course. definitely like really, you know, a, it's kind of it really jump started my workaholism of like this. Wow. I could actually do something that people like. And that I feel so satisfied by and I like love it. And so I almost felt like um, what is the thing where like like animals will like go and like touch the thing? I was just like like I was like training myself to like this is giving me. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) When the animals go and touch the thing? Like like little hamsters will like go and like take a treat and then they'll like, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm saying here, but it was, it, it was like, I was, no, I want to figure this I know. out. <laughs> it was like training myself of like, of all the things like this, this thing, which like kind of took over my life in a way right. that it had to was yeah. like, gave me so much joy that like, why not just continually throw myself into any, Anything that feels like it could do the same thing. So it was like, okay, yeah, dude, like we're doing this, we're doing this. Like, what else can I do? Like, it's just like yeah. a that like effect of like yeah, it's like an adrenaline yes, rush exactly. where you're 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 kind of riding the wave. Yeah. And, and also, like, you're saying yes to a lot of shit. The disbelief that like, what the fuck? Uh, no one, you know. It also was like, you know, I couldn't even like, it, you know, the way that like I love UCB forever holds such a mm-hmm. spot in my heart, but like, really wasn't. A, may, a player there until we did Broad City. Right. It was a little like right. retroactive love for Alana and I. Yes. And, yes. and I, I don't like, I truly am like, it was like the place I like found myself, but also like was pretty much like, I'm never going to be allowed to perform here ever for so right. long. And yes. so that was kind of like this co- sort of disbelief of like, so they're letting us make a show. we got to just keep going. Like, yeah, there's a drive behind it. Mm-hmm. There's this like drive of like probably pent up frustration, probably fear, right? You're like this shit. Like I'm guessing when you start getting stuff, it's like there's is there a fear that creeps in like this can all go away? Yes. Like very quickly. Even I mean, even now, man, I'm like, what? Like (laughs) I'm like, I guess I'll like move to the mountains or something like I'm (laughs) constantly like which is like maybe a sad thing to hear. I think so, but I, I've also heard a lot of artists being like, there's got to be that point where you kind of doubt yourself and also like want to get the fuck out of this. 
Like there always has to be that moment where you're like, you kind of fantasize about a life, you know, past this, like, and you kind of start checking in with yourself. You're like, am I doing this just to stroke my ego? Is there something deeper here that keeps me driving? Like for us, I feel like both of us are simpatico in the sense, like we like to create, we like to get stuff out of us. Like that makes us feel whole. Um, So there's always like that part that will be with you, but it's like, is it this? That's where the question comes in. Like, do I need to act anymore? Do I need to write anymore? Is that bringing me satisfaction? Just do like, I, I, you know, I'm in this spot right now where I'm like, could help. I've been like working on some other people's thing where I'm like producing their stuff and like sort of like supervising their like writing and stuff like that. And I'm, it's been so lovely and and interesting in this new role, but I'm also on the flip side, just thinking of like, I have like, because it was this, this like constant, like this might go away. Like someone's going to figure out like, why the fuck is she on it? Like, why are we letting her do this? Like she can't, you know, like that. It's like, well, what do I, like, what do I really want to do? Like, like, because no, sorry, because of that, I was saying like, yes to so much. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, well, we'll exa- like what you're saying where we want to like express stuff and put stuff out into the world, but not just anything. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. Like, obviously that's like a privileged statement to even be able to like choose, but it right. is a thing of like, I guess that's more of like the artist side where I don't just want to like work like a crazy person on stuff that I don't fully uh, would want to allow myself to be like consumed by. Right. I don't know. I just like turned that into a whole other area. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's gotta be like a shit ton of stuff on your plate. You have to constantly be in like reevaluating mode. And then probably there's times where you like don't have time to reevaluate. You're just kind of like grabbing what's in front of you because you're also like, there's the artist side of shit. And then there's like business stuff and like sustaining a career, putting money away. Like there's all like the, we kind of wax poetic a lot about this, the fucking creative and, but man, a huge part of this shit is like, can you survive? Like, especially in cities that are really expensive now, especially when jobs seem, when there seems to be a lot more jobs, but fewer in a weird way. It's a weird ass time. You know what I mean? Especially now with what we're going through, there's a lot of uncertainty always. So, Oh man, now it's just like, who the fuck knows? But it, it, I mean, I guess all the pandemic stuff aside, even though that is our like reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does seem like there's more shows and, projects than ever there's like how many networks and you know streamers and stuff it just seems like there's like way more things in this industry to work on but yeah yeah, it does seem i mean i'm also like i don't know i don't know like it's it's a weird thing of oh i don't even know that's what it's about we got to get these out man this can't be like oh i have all these answers ready to go the reality is it's like it's very fucking confusing and just going back to like the broad city shit real quick, like many seasons throughout that, I feel like the first, first, maybe one or two, you guys have your heads down, but like by the third one, maybe, are you starting to be in your heads a little bit because you're get like, what happens when you get like really positive feedback? Do you put this extra yeah. pressure on yourself and you go like, Oh fuck, like 
we saw these characters going to a certain point. Now we have to like, there's this beautiful pressure, I guess, of like, where do we go from here? But also, does that fuck you up a little bit? Yeah, I think it was the the first three were like so fat, like right on yeah. top of each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I am, I'm maybe more than Alana. I, I call myself, I'm not as much so, but I used to be like quite the like, it's as a bad example, but I would, I feel like I was like a cutter in terms of like looking at things online. Yeah. And like feedback and comments and stuff. And I would like find the negative things. Yes. Right. And, um, I think when we went into the fourth season, it was we really wanted to do a winter season. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, we had to like push production. Yeah. And also it was when Paul and Lucia did that movie Rough Night that Alana uh-huh. was in. And so like right. we, th- that happened to fall in there. And so yeah. we it, it was like push like it didn't come out for longer. And we were able to shoot in the winter and th- the election happened then fun and yeah, <laughs> really fun. <laughs> and we had written we had written the whole season before that. And it also, you know, the show's always been, like, amplified versions of us right? in certain ways. But, like, I think it was so it, – it, it can be so slapsticky yeah. and sketchy at times, but also really grounded in, like, real, real stuff and insecurities and stuff that we felt like we wanted to share. But I think the fourth season switched into, like, we're getting a little bit older – I want to like put some things in here mm-hmm. that like a lot. We like did Alana was like depressed and she had her sad lamp. Yep. Um, I, like my character dated a woman, which was mm-hmm. a thing that was like real for me. Right. And, uh, and the election, which was like a really big thing that we just like, the show was very topical. Yeah. We really wanted it to feel like you're watching it, like when it's happening. So that yeah. felt really right. And it's just yeah. like, there was like a shift of like, Oh, these characters are still the same. It's still mm-hmm. like you could kind of pop into any episode, but it's starting to become a little bit more serialized because mm-hmm. they're starting to grow a little right. bit. Right. And then in the fifth season, we were like, what if they grew? Yeah. Right. And what happens when, you know, things change a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you, you don't have your best friends anymore, but like life changes and people spoiler (laughs) people move like people move or what happens Mm -hmm. when like that happens and it was um i don't know it was like it changed the whole experience for us to get to write these characters that were so sort of like knuckleheads in a in a more real way so yeah like it was a little like we i did feel like i was listening a little like i was aware of the feedback but then i mean but we also ended it like a lot of people think it got canceled, but we ended it, which also I feel like a lot of people would think we're fucking crazy for doing that. Right. Yeah. No, you made the choice. Yeah. You guys um, made the choice. Like this is, this is our last season. And, and it was a fight. It was like a fight. Mm. Uh, not, not like, a, like a mean fight, but like we were contracted for seven. Right. And so it was like, no one really understood why we would do, do this. Yeah. But it also was like, we had also we'd been making the web series for two years bef- since two thousand nine. Yeah, right. And you're at ten years at this point. Yeah, and it this. was it yeah. it wasn't out of being tired of the characters or not loving it. It was almost like we loved it so much that it was like I want to end it when it's like still at its top. It's yeah, where it's like yeah. this is great. I love every episode we've made, 
rather yeah. than being like, fuck, I got to. Hey, everybody, this is the B-Man, old B-W from the World Record Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that me and my co-host, the A-Train, a.k.a. Hershey Hellman, took over office hours live this week. We came into the studio. We made it our own. We wrecked the place. I stole one of Tim Heidecker's guitars. So check out Office Hours Live on your podcast app of your choice or at YouTube.com slash Office Hours Live this week and see what happens. Or go to worldrecordpodcast.com and you can watch the videos or join the Patreon, patreon.com backslash worldrecordpodcast. Enjoy the show! It's showtime! What am I gonna, what can, what's Abby gonna say now? She's gonna pick up another fake phone call, you know? Like It's a lot of like, <laughs> like musicians, right? They're like contracted for like six albums, seven albums and like those, sometimes those last two are like, you know, I just had to get this one out and maybe not like the fucking Beatles, but like a lot of other artists are just kind yeah. of popping something out and their heart's not totally in it. Or they're like, there was something special about this moment that we wanted to capitalize on. And it's like, t- it's momentum, right? It's like taking that momentum and not letting the momentum fizzle out yeah, and then feeling like you're working uphill again. Yeah, Instead and like kind of really cr- getting to choose how it ends and like going right. for it. And and there's power in that. It there's was power, it felt yeah. so powerful. And like yeah. it was so like talk about deep cut, like the cold open of the finale of the TV show <laughs> uh-huh. was basically an homage <laughs> to like our finale of the web the series, web series. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. we're like what fucking geeks are we we're gonna like yeah. no like, oh yeah like maybe a hundred people will know that. but like i'm one of them yeah but it was like <laughs> it was like it's the same as it ever was like yeah, it's the yeah. same shit we're running to get a fucking bacon egg and cheese yeah and that's yeah. what it was always about you know yeah just it's it's kind of putting the power in your hands and there's so many other, it's the other thing, like when you're doing this is like, there's so many other people that are in your ear telling you what to do. Also that also have the money that also like giving you notes. And did you develop some sort of, I don't know, system or some sort of internal compass to kind of be like, that's a good note. No, thanks. Or cause I, you're never going to be, you're never going to bat a thousand on that, but like yeah. that's gotta be fucking really tough, especially the more successful you get. The, I'm guessing the more people are in your ear, you would think like, oh, the less people are going to be in your ear because, you know, you've proven yourself. Yeah, it's um, yeah, like the, the so like so many rounds of notes on Broad City, and then like on anything else I've done, even if as like producing someone else's script with them and getting notes on, from a net a network too. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason for like how I guess I react to feedback. Yeah. I think I think there's like. It's totally a gut instinct of like yeah. why I think something it's the same of like almost why you laugh at something. Yeah, right. You're like Yeah. yeah. It's I, in your DNA. I, and a lot of my my responses to notes are or responses to like cuz a note isn't always like why are you it don't isn't always negative like but the response is always like I don't know why <laughs> but I just think it's funnier this way or I prefer it this yeah, way or Sure. And there's certain things where I'm like, let's try. Like a lot of things are like, let's try it. Yeah. And like it, it's sort of like a let's try it is like, let's try it. And it's either Mm. you were right or I was right or. And then I think, I think the main thing that I've come away with, 
in terms of feedback is like there's always like a note behind the note. Right. Where like anything it's like, well, whether they didn't get it or like if they have a very specific thing and that I disagree with, it's like we don't necessarily have to take their full note, but there was something about that line of dialogue mm-hmm. that they didn't get or yeah, rub right. them the wrong way or right. something there. And so it's like, let's just look at it. Like, I'm usually like, well, look at it. <laughs> yeah, right. I bet you but, there's so much shit that's thrown away that is like, if you just tweak the cadence or if you just changed a word around, like stand up or something like that, where it's like, you don't have to throw baby out of the bathwater with this whole yeah. joke. It's and like, I think most people are like, I think the best development execs are the ones that are like collaborative where they're like, yeah, we don't like this. And you're like, well, this is why we did it. This is why. And they're like, you know what? You're right. Or it's like because of that note, we shifted something and then we found the new thing that both of us had had uh, contributions to. And like that's the best. But it is it is like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. I think with Comedy Central, we were really, really lucky. They were like pretty hands off. Yeah. And when they were hands on, it was usually great notes or again, like something made us rethink something or. But it's like it's almost like working out is like how to get better at like it's like the same like like the more you work out the less your muscles will atrophy yeah like it's like a it is like building a muscle of like how to like figure out how to shape the thing with other people's feedback yeah it's like just like the more you kind of get people's feedback the more you're like you realize your own taste yeah, this is you were saying before too, where, where you were like, "Oh, you know, there's still insecurities and stuff there, but I've gotten so much better as a writer and stuff." Like, yeah, you were in like, you're in like the professional shit of it. Like, you're producer, writer, actress. Um, you're getting notes. It's just like, it's almost like you don't have, in a good way, you don't have time to overthink stuff at certain points. Like, things are moving so fast that it's just like, give me three options. This one, give me. You don't have like time to like really think about things was but is there any times where you're looking back on episodes or were there any like regrets that you had or anything where you were like fuck man i wish i this this i'm sure like every episode you can critique or maybe tweak some stuff yeah i think that there were definitely some i know if there's something you always wanted to do and you were like fuck man it would have been great there or that you never really got to do i mean i think in terms i don't regret it because it was also like i think we handled things in like a or at least a couple things in a really unique way that I don't think a lot of shows do. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you know, Abby and Alana again are like versions of us, but like amplified versions. And I think like every once in a while there would be like some, something it, it was usually like the writing that it was usually something that we would write for Alana. Yeah. Because Alana, you know, one of my favorite lines is, is, something I say to her where it's like, dude, you know, you're, you know, sometimes you're so anti-racist that you're actually really racist. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that is sort of like the game of Alana. Like she's so adamantly anti-racist that sometimes she does shit where you're like, dude, no, you know, like it's really insulting to some people. And so that was a thing that like navigating. And if we are looking at feedback, we're seeing like people are like, fuck that. Or like, like, and so there were a couple instances where we went for something because 
we we thought that you like knew the character well enough to be able to go there, and I think I it see. just like rubbed people the wrong way, and sure, totally understandably. And I think I hope people know that like that was like in, to insult any especially especially any marginalized person yeah. is never was never our intention. <laughs> if anything, we were trying to be inclusive yeah. as a show, right. but there was something that uh, so Alana had these earrings um, that said Latina. <laughs> Oh, uh, right. Yep. Not Latina at all. She she's not <laughs> Latina at all. Alana's yeah. Jewish, like yeah. Jewish white person. Ashkenazi to yeah, the core. White person. <laughs> and um and we saw this feedback that it was like, <laughs> what is she doing wearing that? And it's just like, I guess we allowed things to be okay if Alana did them because it was yeah. like, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. the Alana the character. Yeah. And we decided that this is like really important and like we were that someone called attention to, to this and we're going to like make a change within the show. And so we had Jaime confront, be like, this is insulting. You can't wear these. (laughs) (laughs) And Alana has like a breakdown about like, do you think I'm race? Like, and then we also reveal all the other shit she does. Like she's on grinder, like Uh all this other shit. And (laughs) it like grew the show because of that feedback. And I was really proud of that. Like, misstep that we'd taken and the way I wasn't proud of, but like the way that, that the show dealt with it, because I was like, I don't think that that happens very much. You can also just ignore it, right? You can't. Yeah. You can just be like, like, fuck you. She won't wear them anymore. And it's like, no, like this, there's like room. And it was like really funny. Yeah. It's like, well, again, like if that's (laughs) true, what else? Like, and there's like stuff like that where, I feel like we could have could have revisited, but yeah. um, I'm trying to think what I, I feel like there was a couple New York City spots we always wanted to. I will say the Brooklyn Bridge mm. was oh was like season one. We talked about the White Brooklyn Whale. Bridge. <laughs> Every single season we yeah. were like, this is impossible. And then we were like, we're putting this in the finale. Yeah. And it was like the hardest Oh, the sure. hardest shoot day I've maybe ever had because how do you shut that down? It was oh, sh- oh, it wasn't shut down. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> if you if you watch, it's in the finale. If you watch it, this is like I should not fucking say this, but we had to cover up like people's eyes, <laughs> like looking at us. So like a couple women are wearing like truly terrible like glasses are like floating over their face. <laughs> so you had to digitally put it <laughs> because because people would be like walking back. Like, <gasps> oh. Yeah, and you yeah. had to like just change people's faces because we just yeah. had boards up being like, you will be on camera if you continue. Yeah. And we're pushing a toilet. Yes. We're pushing a toilet over yes. it. And there's like yes. a crew in front of it's it was just like mayhem. Yeah. Yes. Lucia killed that. Yes. She's great, <laughs> man. She's great. <sighs> Did you yeah. was there times where you were like the last time we talked, I remember you, you had a breakdown on the corner of <laughs> I forgot where it was. It was by Atlantic. You're like, I'm done with Atlantic theater. Uh, yeah. That was like, that was right before I found UCB. Yeah. yeah. Was there any breakdowns filming this shit? Or did you ever go through anything where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Or was it pretty much, you didn't have time to do that. <laughs> no, I gotta say, um, I mean, I guess it's been, I guess it was like a six to seven year right. TV experience with broad city. Yeah. And no, like I feel really lucky. I was never, um, I was never like, I don't want to 
the like ending it, it was not like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It was it's almost it was almost like a breakup where like I didn't want to like we didn't we both were like we love this. It just like yeah. artistically has to end. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like so it, it, it was kind of fucking perfect. It was a it felt real, right. Yeah. And we, yeah. we got to work with so many of our friends. Yeah. yeah. We got to work with so many crazy like actors that I was like, I can't believe people did yeah. our show. Right. And yeah, it got, yeah, I, it was pretty, uh, I, I'm still, it was only a year ago. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But it feels <laughs> like I didn't, it feels so long ago. And also yeah. like, I haven't really fully processed like. It being gone. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I wonder is it like that, that that's such a special time. And viewing it as like, it's, it's tough because it's, it's, it's not necessarily a loss. Like you didn't lose it. It was your decision, but there has to be, I don't know if there's like a grieving process that needs to happen with it or that you did or that you went through. It's like a, it's a weird thing because even though Alana and I both were like doing other things throughout on the side, that was like our individual stuff. It did feel like it was like very much my identity. Uh huh. Like, Right. And it's my name. And and yeah, since it's been over, I'm just sort of, it's just like a different, I've kind of just like slowed down a little bit. Right. And just been like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, it's scary though I, that I maybe might not make something that I love quite as much, but. Do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, <laughs> uh, I like we just, you know, finished editing basically this league of their own pilot yeah that's awesome which is thank you yeah which is like i love it it's just um very different it's like very heavy it's really funny but it's like it's just a different thing uh whereas yeah you're dealing in a very specific time period with very specific shit going on yeah whereas broad city was like truly it felt to me like we were always trying to capture that like i think for how old are you 36. Me too. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think I was, I was always like honing in on that like 24, 25. Yes. That yes. for us in New York. Yes, right. Where we're, right. we're that, like. That special time. Like, and it's very like, that's like when we were in comedy. It was like hustling here, hustling here. Like yes. I got my day job. I got my thing uh-huh. at night. Like it was very like that that There's energy that I don't energy. feel anymore. Yeah. Like I don't feel like anybody. It's just so specific. It's sad in a way because I feel the same thing where it was like, man, what a great time that was, you know, before all this shit happened. There was just such a fun energy. There was <laughs> the expectations were so low, <laughs> you know, like you were so happy to do an independent show at like 11 p.m. Yes. and like the fourth floor walk up of some dingy. Fu- and you were just so happy to see people. You were so happy to create together and you're so happy to be a part of something. Right. It's just like I remember like taking the subway home so late from like shows or like practices and just being like this is like this is it yeah i don't know like just this is everything yeah like i can't believe i live in new york and i get to do this and like yeah i don't know there was there was no like it can be better than it was such an appreciation for the moment i've everyone has their own journey their own story of what brought them to say ucb or like that kind of era that we were that we were doing everything in and we were all kind of like searching for something and like used to be felt like a place that where we found it. And it was a lot of like collaboration. There was a lot of like 
a lot of discussion. It was a lot of just nerding out, mm-hmm. like where you could really nerd out on comedy and and it was like a high school, right? It was a lot of gossip. It was just like a lot of action. It was um I was just talking to a YA author for my podcast and she was saying like she started writing YA to like remember what it was like to experience things for the first time again. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. There's, to like there's go something back special there. to that. And yeah, that's kind so of why like I think we were yeah, the show was kind of kept me there in a way. Yeah. Like it was just There was also like anything could happen, right? So like for Broad City it was like it, I'm just thinking of like <laughs> I'm making like a funnel but I don't fucking know. But you know what I mean? It was like yeah. anything could happen. League of Their Own it's almost like very specific. It's like Yeah, it's like historical. Historical. It's yeah. it's you know, narrow. And there's like right? pressure cuz it was a it's like people's favorite movie. One of my favorites. It's, I mean, and it, it doesn't touch on the movie at all, which you know, like, you know. Yes, yes. It, I mean, it's not, it's about the same lead, but it's none of the same characters. I, I want people to we'll like say, really know great that. pilot. I got to read the pilot. Fucking great pilot. Yeah? Yes. Because I remember okay. seeing you. Yeah. And you were like, does it, <laughs> it was I such a charming thing. You were like, came up to you like, oh, does, how did, do you read the pilot? What do you think? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh no, it's, it's great. It's, but you know, you can see why it's like. Of course. I, thank you. You're so tackling much. an iconic. It's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. Were you shitting your pants writing it? Was, was there a lot of like self doubt when you were doing that? Or did you just like, how did you focus up to? Yeah. I mean, Will Graham asked me to do mm-hmm. it in like 2017. Yeah. And we've been rewriting this pilot since like May 2017 to like, we shot it in February. Yeah. So like, there's been so many rewrites. Um, It's really just about, I think the pressure is is more like broad city is like my point of view yes right. and this like there's my character you know there's like a sexual awakening so there's something i can like really like there's definitely like you can there's stuff that you can speak to yeah, there's stuff that, that is I can personal like relate and like bring into it but there's mm-hmm. it's like people's point the points of the the various point of views that we're showing in this new version are like people that existed and that their stories like weren't really told. Right. And that's scary. Yeah. And that's like, to make has- it really funny too. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, yeah. it's like, it's a lot. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's like, I am the person that looks to see how people thought about it. I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to just have to like stay offline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about that? Is it, is there a need for, like validation in a way, or is it, Yeah, is it like know. you want to please everybody or. I think I need to like work on it in therapy or something, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess I, I guess I, I think most people hope that others will like their work. Of course. Yeah. But I don't know. I like can't even, re- I, I can't like resist sometimes to be like, sure. What a, I don't know. What's the AV club thinking about yeah. the episode, yeah. you know, like yeah, sure. just because I care about it so much. I yeah, think if I, I think didn't care about the thing, I wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to me, but it's I'm, something you, it's almost like something you love and you want to protect in a weird way. Right. Yeah. Like, because, so you want to know all the information about the thing that you want to protect. I'm thinking about like my fucking daughter that I love so much. I would want to know all threats to my daughter. Yeah. You'd you want know, to like, know anything. like, what are the school kids saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you fucking love the thing so much and you go, well, I can fix this then. Or like, you know? or it's not necessarily- it might also be like, I just want to make sure it is like being, received 
the, the right, way right, like right. I like you intended. intended. Yeah, yes. maybe that's yep. it. Yes. It's yeah. just like Okay, we figured out. We you figured don't need it therapy. out. I don't need, yeah. I'm going to cancel her. Cancel. <laughs> 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 yeah, cuz we're there's such rich characters in that in that pilot. Are these based on real people? Are you are you kind of a, is this half like imagination? Are you were you ha- did you have actresses in mind? Do you know what I mean? Like when you're writing from another person's perspective, is how how are you going about that? Is it different every time, or do you have like a kind of method with that? Yeah. So there, um, there's no none of the characters are based specifically on any real person. Gotcha. Uh, individually, but a lot of the character, like especially there's so there's a black woman that's in the pilot. It's basically mm-hmm. like a two-hander. There's a it's an incredible ensemble, but it's really a two-hander between her and me. Mm-hmm. Basically, that is one of the main nods to the film because there's a moment where uh there's like a foul ball and a right, black woman picks woman. up a ball mm-hmm. and like chucks it back and then Gina Davis is like shakes her hand like, yeah. "Oh, that and uh, to yeah. like say that was a good throw, but then that's it." It was like a five second it was clip a five second during clip. a montage. Yeah, and it's it's very confusing. And and yeah. I we actually got this is just nuts. I got to talk to Penny Marshall before oh, she passed God. away. Oh. And she we asked her about that because yeah. you know, it was like it felt like was there like we were like, was there more? Did it yeah. get cut? Or and she was right. like, Well, uh like, I didn't do it again. <laughs> she was like, Well, uh I was trying to make a show about you know, women playing professional ball, I couldn't do everything. So I, I put that in there, but I couldn't do everything. And right. I guess we are attempting to, like, do everything in the show. Yeah. But really, I might be spoiling, but, like, we follow her yes. uh, after that. Yes. Uh, and so she's based on a handful of women. So black women were not allowed to try out in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, right. at, like, they weren't even allowed to, like, step onto the field and try out. And yeah. a handful of women who went to tryouts and weren't allowed ended up playing in the male Negro leagues. Yes. Barnstorming all over the country, which is like insane. 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 And yes. um so Tony Stone, uh Mamie Johnson, and then there's a couple other women that we kind of like really did a lot of research on that would play there were there was another league in California that was more integrated. And it, it that so this this character Max is really based on like a lot of these women that weren't even allowed to try out for the league. And my character is a woman that isn't, is allowed to try out for the league. So it's kind of following these two, the, the story of inclusion and then the opposite of that. And, but it's, um, so there's just a lot and how they are connected and, um, and then there's like, how how long does this take you to write? (laughs) A long time, and like there was so much research done because yeah, that's the what I'm saying. The research part is of insane. it is the queerness of like mm-hmm. the it's like yeah, believe it or not, professional women's baseball. Like a lot of the women were gay, uh, right? <laughs> but also not shown in only not their own. at all. Like if <laughs> yeah. you rewatch this movie, listen, everybody's husbands are at movie. war. Fabulous, yeah. fabulous movie. Really funny. Holds up in a lot of ways, and then really doesn't hold up in like any real issue that's happening. Yes. But it also was made in the 90s and nothing really did. But yes. Rosie is in it. Right. Lori Petty, like, and look, Rosie's talking about her boyfriend and there's like little slight comments that you could take to mean something, right. but like nothing. And yeah. 
we're not being uh, slight about it. So yeah, there actually was a doc that came out last week called The Secret Love on Netflix. That's like mm-hmm. heartbreaking and lovely. That was about yeah. one of the girl, one of the women, one of the girls. She was like in her 80s. Um, <laughs> one of the women was a catcher for the league and they met like when she was playing. Oh, and cool. it's like it uh, kind of comments on that. But yeah, it, so it's just like I don't even know what your question was, but no, no, no. It was it was like, how, you, how are you writing all these people? Yeah. So it's a lot of research. It's a lot yeah. of because especially if they're not, you know, you don't have these, these experiences. I always you're trying to write characters honestly and with, you know, um, respect and all that stuff. Also trying to make it funny. So it's like putting a comedic spin on someone that you don't know, you know, and you want to respect. And I, I, I would think that would be challenging. Um, so it's doing a lot of research, I'm guessing. And yeah, it was so much research. And then actually we didn't write it with anyone in mind mm-hmm. uh, actor wise. And then once we started like casting, um, we rewrote, like I thought like certain people I just thought of. Like yeah. Darcy. Right. We were like, oh, Darcy would be great for this character. Like in an unlikely way, too. Uh-huh. Like yes. the ensemble feels the ensemble is so good and I can't even. Yeah. Um and then we Have you seen a cut of it yet? Or oh anything? yeah, I've seen like oh, great. seen it like two hundred times actually. <laughs> <laughs> we've been editing it. You have since. to give fucking notes after Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like oh, I, I was in there in person for two weeks before the quarantine and so we're really yeah. close to yeah. I mean, I think it's really good. I don't know if we'll get picked up. That's a whole other like waiting game. But is it crazy where you're like, do you ever go like fucking ab- like I've done it. I've done a bunch of shit. Like pick up my shit. You know what I mean? Or is it like? I mean, I do sometimes, but then I'm also like, but I get it. I'm like the lead in the show. Like right. like I go the other way where I'm like, this is nuts. Like this show is like. A different budget than Broad City, man. This yeah. is like yeah. Yeah. It's a, a season piece. of Broad yeah. City, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Period yeah. piece. It's like the wardrobe alone, you know, yeah. everything I'm, is, it's just nuts. Um, So I'm like, yeah, like I know we can make a dope show, but like I also am like, oh my God, I can't believe like I'm in it and like they're letting me do this. Yeah. So have you like pitched other shit like in the meantime that like hasn't gone? Um, were you still like on the off seasons, like cre- trying to create stuff, pitching stuff, sell- trying to sell shows? Was that like a a goal, or was that like in mind? Because I know you started producing, you did start trying to kind of like go into that stuff. Was it a situation where you're still facing rejection, even when there was you you were having success with Broad City? There hasn't been like a ton. Like the stuff I'm producing is sort of like another like other writer stuff that like it's been the the shows have kind of been going on for a while, yeah. which is good i guess that like they haven't been like people are still interested but it's still in like script phase but like yeah alana and i wrote a movie a while ago and then it never went um Uh which was like a cool experience i wrote this other movie that it just like i never found a place um yeah like so you're still creating during all this yeah like i haven't like pitched like a ton of other shows that were like my like I want to make this show. It's sort of been like based off of someone else's thing that I saw. And I was like, what if we did this? 
I don't know if there was any like major heartbreaks over the seven years or you were so focused on Broad City trying to make that the best as possible that you're like, because I think sometimes we spread ourselves maybe too thin and um, I think it seems yes. like you guys put so much pre- so much uh, energy into Broad City that I don't know if it was like, oh, yeah, we tried for some other things, but that was in the off season. We were like, it didn't go, but it's like we had this or there was some heartbreak. I don't know if there was any heartbreakers. They were I like, mean, fuck, I, I really think- wanted this to go. I think it was like there wasn't like a ton of time for me to do anything like that. Um, And but I guess also it was like I always I haven't really like acted in in a lot of things, many things at all that I haven't like written for myself. (laughs) So that's a thing kind of for me. Where So you're getting like like, offers and stuff like that. Like you're getting like people are going to you and be like, I want you to play on this. No, 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 (laughs) no. Like uh, the one thing that I did recently that was like truly fucking bananas, but it was all Susie Essman. It's like Susie Essman's my fucking manager was, she was like, Abby, there's a part on curb. You're perfect for it. I'm getting, (laughs) I'm, I'm submitting you. And it was like a part of, of a waitress with diarrhea. I'm like, thanks, Suze. But I also was like, yeah. And and so yep. she did that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I'm not, yeah, like, I guess I just, I, I have this thing, like a mentality of like, I guess I, I have to make the thing if I want to. Right. I, I that's kinda, how it's always been it's for kind you. I've always been that way where I'm like, if I want to act in something, that's like nuanced yeah. and. Yeah, but do you ever get in the mindset like, but I fucking did it. I proved myself. I would like, love, should- yeah, dude, I would love <laughs> to like, it, like uh-huh. ever like act in something. Yeah. You know, I did a, yeah. I did a, like an indie a couple years ago and it was like such an incredible experience. Like I would right. love that, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think I'm, I think that's also why like the broad city of all of it all, like Alana and I talk about feeling this, this same way where like, I just don't think we're like typical actory kind of people. So we're not thought, uh, I don't know. And I'm like, maybe that's good. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, I feel like there's like a handful of like character actors that work and a lot of actors that, get their stuff. It's like, yeah, you'd be good for this part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we know what you can do and we're going to put you in here and it's like, do your thing. And it's like, yep, it makes it good. I'm sure that gets old at a certain point. Like a lot of actors, you know, older actors are like, wow, I feel pigeonholed into the, playing this like stereotypical oh, role sure, or whatever. Yeah. But when, when you're starting to rock and roll with it, it's just like, yeah, I'll fucking <laughs> just put, put me in wherever. I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. But I will say like with that, Sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I don't, I gotta like write something if I'm gonna like remain in this business. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also yeah. like, I think that that's good because it then it it gives you some power. Yeah. Because yeah, I think right. it's really tough to like just as rely you were saying, on the industry. As you were saying, well, as you're saying in, in the beginning about like you're like, yeah, I'm not this like huge dude, so like. Uh Like if we walk into a room and they need a huge dude, I'm never going to be right for that part. Right. Like you're, you are kind of like, there's a certain like window of that you could fit into. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. It does. I know you wrote, I might regret this. You kind of like go on this like road trip and, and shit like that. It's based off a heartbreak. What was the most difficult part about writing that book? Cause that, that, 
you really kind of like let your soul out in that one. <laughs> That's got to be scary as fuck. I mean, to do that, or was is it a situation where you're just kind of in your room and it's hard? To, I guess it's hard to envision like who's going to read it. Like, I guess I guess you can't do that. Or else you start editing yourself, or maybe that's just me. I was like, I don't know if anyone will read this. And also, like, I mean, I had an editor who I think was she. I think she was really great at being like, you got to go farther, like just making sure it was like. And and a lot. I've also, I think the book maybe more than Broad City because the book is like a little bit more pointedly personal. Like the negative feedback I get on the book just makes me want to like fucking jump off a bridge. So. Uh, what negative feedback are you getting just on Just like, I don't even want to say it. Just like <laughs> shitty people, man. Like you should yeah. regret writing it. Like shit like that. Like uh, yeah, I, I yeah. regret reading it because it was fucking yeah. terrible. Or yeah. like, oh, I guess Alana wrote the whole show. Just like, uh, I'm not even saying like the, you know, and it also is like yeah. super personal. And then they like go into what. But I'm, I don't re- regret writing it because I do know that like it's a book that like I I would love to read, mm-hmm. and I think it's funny, and I think that like it's definitely written in a tone that like I hope people snap into. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was like I think the book was the hardest thing I've done so far, uh, because I was also doing it like at night and on weekends while I was writing Broad City and League of Their Own. Jesus like Christ. there was a room for league too. Yeah. They didn't happen at the same time, but like it was always kind of like any other time was like this book, but like I do that shit on purpose to myself. In my head, it was more of like a, you were, jur- were you taking notes on the road trip kind of thing? I mean, you were I, doing this all from memory kind of like you it, went on this trip. Well, it was like, I took note, like I took notes and like I had a journal, but the journal's yeah. not the book. And then right, I right. took like photos and stuff. And then yeah. basically from like August to August, August, 2007 to August, 2018, I like wrote the book. And so I pitched it without like, I was like, I'm going on this trip. I don't know what the book will be. And then it was sort of like, Oh, I think it'd be interesting to make it like city by city. And then like what each city like kind of took me to. Yeah. And so like, it took me a while to like create that framework and then figure out, cause I really wanted it to be funny. But then why I, did you want to do it? Why did, what was like the driving force? Like while you're doing all this shit, why were you like, I want to write a book now. It was like my soul. manic, dude. It was yeah. like fucking, yeah. I, it was like you a just fever dream where I was like so out of it. Yeah. We were editing broad, we were editing season four and I had yeah. been just like, so just like numb that spring. Yeah. And I, I was like, man, I, 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 I got, I had gotten to a point and I'm like, not there right now anymore, which is interesting. I'm almost like yearning for like the next like book project, not book, but like thing to like dive into. The next energy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I find if I make myself have a project, then I'll like, I can be wildly productive because I have a thing that like I, I don't know. And I felt like, oh, if I, I really wanted to go on a vacation and I hadn't in so long what if I made this project and then I have like the vacation is the thing. Yeah. And I I guess I just, I always wanted to try essays and like long form writing. And I, it was the first time where I was like, I don't know. I like, I just like had stuff I like wanted to like write about in that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I haven't read it in a very long time. And I'm sure like <laughs> some of it doesn't work as well as others, but I, I'm like, was really happy and proud of it just because it was like, I think you got something out of you that you needed to get out. Yeah. And I think like, it's, I think if anything I'm finding in my work, like I'm, I'm pretty relatable, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe that's not for me to decide, but like. But from the feedback from, you've gotten over the years, it seems I like. I think like the Broad like, City character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm like, I don't know, but I just felt that way. And I feel like the what I had to say in the book was like something that a lot of people can maybe relate to. It feels like you're uh, you're an honest person. I so, mean, trying I, to be. I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe I, um, I really am like other people might disagree. <laughs> but I think being relatable is being honest, right? Because I think if somebody gets a sense of being like this person's being authentic, even if it's they're playing a character, they're, they're relating to that character because there's an honesty of that character, even if they have, um, you know, idiosyncrasies or uh, their specific, their their contradictions line up with my contradictions, yeah. right? Where it's, it's like, so oh my God, I feel that way. Like on the yeah. show, the, amplifi- the the amplified version of me is almost how how you would feel like yeah. i'm like personifying how like you would feel like talking to the neighbor you're like in love with yeah like right. by going nuts you don't actually do that but i'm gonna show yes. how you would feel i'm gonna show what's going on in your brain yes whereas yeah. i did that a little bit in the book too where it like goes it, it like kind of um it's almost like there were essays where it was like i allowed myself stylistically to like kind of go off in these exaggerations of like, what if this happened? What if this happened? And the, actually I yeah. think like if people don't get it in the book, the audiobook actually makes more sense if you don't <laughs> uh-huh. know me. Cause it's like, I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people like some of it was like, it's rambles. And I'm like, hey, yeah. All right. It's supposed to be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's supposed, to be. It's, like yeah, supposed yeah. to be. I mean, it's written. Like I didn't like just yeah. write it and like send it off to print, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> it's thought supposed to be like someone dealing with anxiety. Yeah, but that anxiety personified is the relatable part. Yes. It's, it's, that's anybody that's acting out our fantasies or what we're thinking, you're automatically like, I get you. I want to, I want to know you. I want to be you. Yeah. And like, oh, my anxieties aren't weird. And like, I feel that way too. And like, or it's, it's, I think it's this, uh, I've been going back to like connection, connecting with other people so much and how, how that's such a fucking driving force with all this, but I've taken up too much of your time. I want to ask you one more question. Okay. It is. Should so I you, start recording you, now? Yeah, you should start yeah. recording now. <laughs> Let's start at the end and we'll okay, go backwards. Yeah. Uh, I'll play it all in reverse and this will be a fucking Lynch film. So you got the thing that we were all striving. You got your own TV show. Didn't set out to like make your own TV show. I know you started broad city doing the web series. You're frustrated. You're going like, maybe we can get staff somewhere, but it turns into what it turns into. Do you have to reevaluate your goals or do you have to like, do you have, what are your goal? What do you do with goals now? Are you shitting your pants at that point? Are you going like, oh my God, I don't know what's next. Or are you going like, oh my God, there's so many more opportunities now. Do you have to, like you said, I think you work best if you kind of give yourself some parameters. Like, are you giving yourself like five-year plans and all that shit or? I mean, good questions. I... That's how I like used to operate very much like set out the goals, like lists, all this stuff. And like I do that to a certain extent right now, too. But uh, it's definitely like a reassessment of like what 
brings me joy now creatively versus just like running on this wheel of like this industry of like, I gotta make the, I gotta, you know, like, so uh, yeah, like I'm a little like, I guess I feel I, I don't have these goals set up anymore because I'm still like kind of waiting for that next sort of big surge of an idea Right. Like the book wasn't necessarily an idea, but it was like an adventure, literally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Like I went on an adventure and then I wrote, you know. And so I... I don't, I don't have that right now. You're like, in that in-between phase yeah, right where now. I'm like, there's like I the longing for the energy. Yeah, like I don't have that energy. But I think in terms of I, – I don't have a goal set for this because it's, it's not specific. But I think for me, the, the whole – my whole like professional career or since Broad City like started, I think – only now and then the past couple of years have I realized like my I have a major like imbalance between personal and work life. And so yeah. I think that like I got to figure that part out. Yeah. Like I don't because like it's it's truly like no work is ever going to like make me happy in the same way. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Like I don't know how you set a goal for that. You know, well, yeah, it's hard to set a goal for certain aspects of, I guess, love or yeah, balance. Just like a, like, maybe it's a goal of balance. Maybe I, I don't think know. it is a more balance of like, maybe it's okay to not set up my like, well, I want to I like it used to be like, I want to like go to pilot on this and then we'll go to series yes, on this. Right, and then like, right. it was very like f- strategic in that way. And now I'm like, yeah. you know what? I want I will work as hard and I will like do all this stuff, but maybe it's okay to like let things kind of unfold or take a breather, you know, yeah. just to kind of, cause I think we press so much. Listen, this also, it's like life is change, like change is inevitable. So it's like, sometimes like you, the way you work changes, sometimes where you are in your life is different than where you were before. It kind of should be for growth, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right. So to be in the spot where you're like, I don't know, there is some sort of power in that. Like too. I truly don't know what like a goal would be. It's yeah. upset. It's scary because I'm so like I know eye on the prize, laser focused, kinda. and now yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. So yes, it's scary, but there's also like some weird level of like um, almost like a surprise party in a way. Like you know, a surprise party is going to happen. You don't know I when it's going to so. happen. And there's still yeah. like I got some still some stuff. Like there's still I'm still yeah. like, working on stuff, but like. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, yeah, waiting for my wait for my surprise yeah. party, man. And you can always go back to drawing, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's like a place of like comfort for you. Yeah, that you can I always kind of escape been to uber creative during this quarantine. I've actually yeah. been reading a lot. Like yeah. I'm like maybe I need to what consume like a lot of books. Right now, I'm reading that book, The Great Believers. Uh huh. Which was I don't know. I kept seeing it, and I was like, I need to get this. But I've been yeah. like. Almost like, I mean, you have a kid, so it's totally different. But like, I'm almost like I'm in school where I'm like, I got to finish another book. Got to get that book down. (laughs) Like it's when I'm not working, I'm like, that's productive, right? So you are laser focused still. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just letting shit happen. It's like, what's the next goddamn book up? Well, because it's kind of like it's all we have. I guess it, it like it's either that or I'm gonna like fully leaning lean into just like eating shit and like yeah. like I'm just yeah. like it's just yeah. hard to be productive right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we should all be so lucky to even have that problem though. But yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I still think it's like a kind of cool place to be where you go like I did a lot of stuff. I did what I wanted to do. I don't know the next where the inspiration is. There's stuff brewing. I'm going to give it a chance to kind of come to the surface. Yeah, and see like you know that book was like I had all this like these feelings. Yeah. about like kind of myself that like I kind of didn't get to like explore on broad city. And I was like, this is a new medium. And I'm like, I gotta like live a little bit more to, before I make the next thing kind of. I think like true artists, like are are people that are like, they're, they're so naked that they're like, these are the bad parts of myself. I'm going to talk about them. You know what I mean? I feel like that's such a hard thing to do. That vulnerable part of you to be like, this is what I don't like about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a, but I feel like when you scratch that itch, there is some sort of like, I don't know, relief in a weird way, or you take the power or control back totally. from that scary feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, I know too guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to write all the negative comments in here. So there's nothing yeah. more for you to like fucking. Yeah. I'm just so sick of like, fucking Facebook. I'm not Social on media. Facebook. I, I know. Wait. I'm just so sick of it all. And it's just like, I feel like I, I feel like I used to be much more like uh, an open book and like whatever, who gives a fuck. And I feel like over the years, I feel like I've had to put up some sort of bullshit walls a little bit or keep some that, sort of facade. Yeah. It's, man, it's fucking Well, you want to be more private because it's like, <laughs> what is this? I have no interest in it. I have no interest in like telling people what I'm fucking eating and my opinions and all that shit. I just like, I, that's just not me. I just don't, I'll do it here, but it's, I think it's just, that there's something about healthy. it that turns me off so much. What's that? I think that that's healthy. Like it's, maybe it's like a scary place. Yeah. It's a very, get, it's a very anonymous. And I mean, I would weird, actually man. never, ever want to have the <laughs> feeling of like going onto someone's thing and telling them I didn't like something or that I hate. Like, yeah. Even like, even like a, or I guess especially sort of like a dangerous, like more, uh, like a troll kind of, like I wouldn't want to like even go there with them. But like, I don't, I, if I don't like a movie or if I don't like a book or something, I'm like, I, I won't, I won't read anymore. I'll like turn yeah. it off. I'm like, I have no desire to be like, oh, let me go on. Like it's, yeah. it's let me just tell such you, an you interesting, took my time. It's such yeah, an it's interesting, such a um, it's a power dynamic. Yeah. I mean, like people that I, don't have power that want to like cut down people that do have power. It's yeah. very understandable. I get it. It's just, I've no, that's not in me to do that to somebody or if I, I also kind of miss, even if they never see it, yeah, even right. if like they'd never see it, I'm just like, why am I going onto a forum to like hate something? Yeah. It's just yeah. bizarre. Because you want to matter. You Seriously, like people just want to be heard. I mean, all the therapy I've done is all about acknowledgement and like in relationships, in child parent relationships, it's all about acknowledgement. Yeah. All about acknowledgement. So it's like. I feel that. <laughs> people just want to be acknowledged and, yeah, and, seen and, and they and have heard. a lot of anger. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. So I should just hey. write back. I, I see you and I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. You want to fucking take someone's power away. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Dude, I, understand. I hated it too. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I see you and I hear yeah, you. Is great. Right? I see you <laughs> and I hear you. Thank you so much. I, d- I think I did write back like to someone once like, thank you so much for your, your thoughts. I will, or I don't know, like just something like yeah. totally taking it. Like there's no way yeah. to like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Abby, thank you for doing this. Of uh, course. Thank you so much for, for having me. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe that was this long, that long ago. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, I can still remember it, but it does feel far away. When we are back, we need to get our coffee or drink for real That's in right. person. Yeah. I miss that. I miss, I miss our times doing I that. I like those like little moments. I have those with this like couple people. You just kind of go out, you do that thing. I know. You know um, that's like my whole vibe. I love that. I mean, I'm not like a a wildly social person. No, nah, me not neither. anymore. And nah. so that's like my. No, nah, my like I'm a homebody. This is actually okay with me. If I didn't have a one year old, this would be fucking heaven. I love my one year old, but it's like, you it's know what lot. I mean? It's it's a lot. It's, it's a lot, and a I miss. Lot. I think these are great. The, the, this is nice, but there's something about being in person that's just like sharing like a call oh, yeah. sharing something is so yeah i just i just miss that and i i have that with a couple people it's like i can see you once uh, every two years and there's like a special I know. little thing and i have that with a lot of different people Same. like it's that's like what makes up. my it just makes it and you can go like deep real fast yes. and then just then just say see you later and it's it's uh i don't know i i, I thrive on that stuff and it's i've been missing i've been missing that a little bit well so. One day. I mean, I'm sure we'll get coffee in like 2021. (laughs) Yeah. That was the Abby Jacobson. Thanks, Abs, for doing this. Uh, Broad City, still streaming on Hulu and Comedy Central. Pick up one of Abby's books, Color This Book, New York. Color This Book, San Francisco. Carry This Book. Or her most recent, I may regret this, essays, drawings, vulnerabilities, and other stuff. Uh, She's voicing the main character, Katie, in the Lord Miller animated film Connected, which drops in October. So check that out. Check out her other voices, Disenchantment, Bojack Horseman on Netflix. Follow her on Twitter, at Abby Jacobson. Follow me on Twitter, at Don Fanelli, or at The Need to Fail. Questions, concerns, failure stories of your own. Email me, theneedtofail at gmail.com. All things need to fail merchandise, aka my one design. Head over to T Public, search the need to fail or Mahalo Your Dreams, or check out my social medias for the link. I uh, got a sale going on right now until the end of August. So why not get some faily fail gear, huh? And why not rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher and tell all your faily friends to do so as well? That's it for me here. Got all new failures coming at you next week. Thanks so much for listening. My name's Don Finelli. Mahalo Your Dreams. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.